Welcome to Palm Vista Community Church. If you are a guest for the very first time, my name is Al Pino, and this is our Sunday morning service, even though it's on a Friday night, as Corey explained the reason for that. And our service really is built around God's Word. And so this evening is certainly a special time. Si usted habla español y no habla inglés, tenemos traducción. Se puede levantar la mano y tenemos audífonos para ustedes, si alguien necesita uno. I obviously made that announcement in Spanish because I just said, if you don't speak English, we have translation for you. It would have been useless had I made it in English. You get that, right? All right. <laughs> uh, so thank you for being here. If you came here because you have a, a child, a grandchild, uh, a niece, a nephew, and you weren't expecting a sermon, well, Surprise. But this is good because this is what we do as evangelicals here. We, we preach God's word. And so it will not be a normal length sermon. Uh, normally we preach for one or two hours. But we're only going to preach for maybe an hour this morning, this evening. Just kidding. 15, 20 minutes. But no, seriously, we do normally preach a full sermon on a Sunday morning. But in light of this evening being the 23rd and the children's production. But I would say this to you. If you've not been in a service where the center of that service is God's word, I do pray that this would be not only something new for you, but God the Holy Spirit would come and speak to your heart. I want to say thank you for coming. We want to honor you. We respect you, whatever tradition you may come from. But, but we pray God would speak to you this morning from a very familiar story. It, it is the Christmas story. We're actually concluding our Advent series, this series that we call Longing for Glory. And tonight is the final sermon in that series. And tonight's message is entitled Glory to God in the Highest. And you'll see some uh, things displayed here on the TV screens. If you have a Bible, turn to it. If not, maybe someone next to you has a Bible or electronically has their Bible. You could follow along in what the scriptures say. We're going to be We're going to be preaching from the Gospel of Luke. The Gospels are the accounts of Christ, and they're the accounts of his life. And so we're going to be speaking from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. They sang about it this evening. Uh, the, The children really gave a wonderful graphic presentation of what we're going to read right now, what what occurred 2,000 years ago. You see, 2,000 years ago, heavenly hosts that were a lot more fierce than the beautiful angels that were portrayed here tonight. Uh, These heavenly hosts that showed up on a hillside in Israel were fierce. Actually, it, it, it began with one angel, and then he was joined by a multitude of angels. It was kind of like breaking news. You know how when you're watching a TV program, and suddenly it says, Breaking news. We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news. You know how that makes you feel? Like there's a little bit of excitement. It's a little bit of fear. Because these days, breaking news typically isn't good news, is it? If they're breaking in, then something probably bad has happened. But it's breaking news. And that's what these angels were. They were sort of like a heavenly breaking news announcement. We've got some really important news to give to you. Now imagine, instead of being in your living room, when the breaking news announcement comes, you're a shepherd in a quiet hillside, and it's not very exciting hanging out with sheep all the time. It's very quiet. 
And suddenly you're confronted with this heavenly being. And this angel says, I have good news of great tidings. That word good news is really the word we use for the gospel. And this angel identified the good news as a child being born. A child who would be the savior of the earth. A child who would bring peace to all of the nations. This anointed king. This is the breaking news. This is the good news. Now what's interesting is, this angel did not make this breaking news on CNN or Fox or CBS or ABC Not even on Univision. I know that's amazing to you. You know, the anchor wasn't Jorge Ramos. You know, it wasn't Bill O'Reilly. And he didn't go to the halls of power. He, He didn't go to Rome. He could have made the breaking news in Caesar's palace, the real one, not the fake one in Las Vegas. He could have made the announcement in Jerusalem where the religious Leaders lived. He didn't go there. He didn't even go to Herod's palace, who was the puppet king there in Israel. He went to a lonely landscape, to a bunch of people who were really at the bottom rung of society. He went to the common person who had no money, who had no stature. I love that about our God. He's a humble God. He made this great news and this great announcement to the humble on a hillside in darkness who were carrying for sheep. And, and as these shepherds stood stunned and fearful in silence, trying to comprehend all that the angel was saying, suddenly the angel was joined with a multitude of angels. And they sang a song. They sang a song. I, I love the song, Mary, Did You Know? That, 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 I, my goosebumps had goosebumps when you guys were singing. It was a beautiful song. But, but this song they sang wasn't quite in the same Genre as Mary, did you know, sweet, you know, nothings and hot chocolate and just making me feel good. These angels were doing like a salsa rock, you know, whatever you want to do concert. They were blasting it, Zeke. Glory to God in the highest. This was their song. So let's read their song, shall we? You ready? Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Are you there? <clears throat> and suddenly, breaking news. There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory be to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And if you look in your scripture, there's an exclamation point. That means it was really loud. It was really loud. Did you know that the Bible is filled with angels appearing to make announcements to man about God's will? But here's the question I have for you. Do we find in Scripture any other time when it's not just one or two angels, but it's a host of angels? It's an army of angels. Can you think of a time when that occurred? Well, there is another one. And it happened almost a thousand years earlier. And it's recorded in the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings. And, and let me set up this story before we read it. 2 Kings six fifteen to 17. This was happening somewhere around 700 B.C., almost 1,000 years before this appearance. And the nation of Israel was surrounded by enemies. And there was a prophet named Elisha, and he was prophesying, and he was prophesying. And the enemies of Israel didn't like Elisha, so they sent an army to surround Elisha, the prophet, 
and they wanted to kill him or at least capture him. And Elisha's servant was standing next to Elisha, and he was freaking out. He was like, get us out of here. We're going to die. And Elisha turned to him and said, don't worry. Those who are for us are more than those who are against us. Have you ever felt surrounded by enemies? Maybe they're not enemies like in the natural, but they're enemy thoughts. You're stuck in circumstances. You're a little bit hopeless. You're wondering financially, are you going to make it? This Christmas is a tough season for you. You're surrounded by enemies. Well, I pray that God speak to you and open your eyes like we're going to read in a moment as he opened Elisha's servant's eyes to see that those who are with us, if you are in Christ, if you have repented and believed in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's an army around you, the army of God. That's what this is all about here. Let's read what happened here with this other army of angels. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17 on the screen. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out. Behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. Imagine today tanks and helicopters. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And he, Elisha, said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I'm sure the servant's saying, Actually, there's just two of us. You, old man, and you're a prophet and everything, but you are kind of old, and I'm your servant. Seems like a whole lot more of them than us. Verse 17, then Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. I pray God open your eyes. Maybe for the first time to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe right now to encouragement if you're a Christian because you feel pretty alone and you feel pretty outnumbered that God would open your eyes this evening. This evening. Open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So the enemy that surrounded Elisha and his servants was surrounded by God's army. And his servants saw it. Actually, the military context of 2 Kings is very appropriate to the context of Luke. Because if you go back to Luke chapter 2, verse 14, on the screen, that says, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It calls this, this group of angels the heavenly host. And that terminology is a terminology of a military gathering. A heavenly host is a, is a military, an army of angels. Now here's what's crazy. An army of angels sang of peace. An army of angels, normally armies come in to do what? Wage war. But they sang of peace. Now, those angels didn't need peace. They had not rebelled against God. They had not sinned. But they sang of peace that we need with God. Because this peace that the angels sang of, this man of peace who was born that night was actually God's peace initiative. Now, imagine with me for a second if you're an angel. I don't know what kind of angel you would be. I don't know what you would look like. But you would be fierce and you would be strong. But imagine that you were there when man waged war against God. Yes. The Bible tells us that in the first chapters, 
that man, Adam, representing all of us, chose to wage war with God, joining God's enemy, Satan, when he rebelled against God's commandment. You saw it depicted in this play, in this skit, in the garden when they ate the apple. That wasn't just a cutesy little thing that happened. That was man saying, I'm waging war against you, God. Here's the amazing part about it. If you were an angel on that night or that day, whenever it happened, you are looking at this going, oh, no. Man is waging war against God. All God has done is create man and bless man and put him in a garden and put him in paradise. But here's the amazing thing. The moment that man waged war against God, God committed to make peace between him and man. It's amazing. God initiated this peace, this peace initiative that God predicted way back at the very beginning those angels knew about and heard about and, and were thinking about. And God said this at the very beginning. He said to Adam, he said to Satan, actually, he said, listen, I'm going to make peace between fallen man who's become my enemy because of his sin and me. And the way I'm going to do it is as a man is going to be born, the way the Bible says that the seed of the woman is going to come and crush your head and you will bruise his heel. And so the angels from that time, Thousands and thousands of years before even uh, when the angels came 2,000 years ago, they knew that there would be this, this man of peace, that this, this man would be born who would bring peace between fallen man and God. And they'd been wondering over the years, who is this man? Who is this man? When will this peace initiative be initiated? And that night, the angel said, it's tonight. It's tonight. It's tonight. Can you imagine being the angel that was chosen to bring the news? The airborne ranger, SEAL Team 6 leader, who would say, go. Go tell those shepherds. And he just shows up and he says, it's tonight. Now, the way the Bible says it is, glory be to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And then the other angels, I could just imagine, they just couldn't stay in heaven. They said, no, 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 I want to join in on this thing. So they're all just tumbling down to earth, and they're shouting, and they're glorifying God, and they're singing to God. That's the good news of Christmas. That is why Christmas is so joyous. It's not the gifts that you get online. Forget about going to the mall. Malls, whew, malls are terrible. But it's, it's not the gift you're going to get. When you buy it on Amazon, it's, it's not even the good food you're going to eat tomorrow night at Noche Buena. Go, have, have the roasted pork. I'm, my mouth is watering right now. But do you understand, it's not all the beautiful songs that we sing and all the movies that we, that we watch that are so heartfelt. Or even Mary, did you know, it's a beautiful song. All of that borrows from the main foundational point that God makes peace with man. And all of us are at war with God apart from Christ. You're at war with God. And you don't want to be. And he's made peace with you, though you don't deserve it. And it's through this man, this God-man born in a manger. They were so excited about this peace, peace initiative. They were so excited to announce it. Now listen carefully. Here's the peace initiative. Here's the gospel. Here's the gospel. Jesus came to live the perfect life that you and I cannot live. Where Adam failed to obey God in a garden, Jesus came to obey God in a garden. First, when he was tempted at the beginning of his ministry, 
And then at the end of his ministry, when in the Garden of Eden or the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he fell to his knees and he said, God, is there any other way than me going to the cross to be crucified? And then he said, but not my will, your will be done. And he obeyed God. And he lived the perfect life. If anybody deserved to be honored and praised and glorified and to have God's favor, it would be Jesus because he was the only man, fully man, fully God, who obeyed God. But then as the peace child, as the one who would bring peace between fallen man and holy God, Jesus said, I now will go to the cross and I will be crucified so that I will take the penalty that all those that have been born of man, that's all of us, deserve, I will be crucified, I will take God's wrath, and I will make peace between God and man. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. He broke the penalty of death that God said would visit us when we rebel against him. He rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and he is the peace offering. That's the breaking news that was announced that evening. But if you look at that scripture again, at the end it says, with those with whom he is pleased. Who are the recipients of this peace? With whom is God pleased? He's pleased with his elect. He's pleased with his people. He is pleased with those who would repent and believe on Christ. He's pleased with those who understand that they're at war with God. They're in serious trouble. They deserve punishment and they repent and believe. And I I appeal to you this evening, consider this message, consider the greatest gift that God would give you this evening is to open your eyes like that servant and to see the heavenly host, but most importantly, to see the one crucified, dead, buried, risen, and ascended. See Jesus, not as just another thing about Christmas, but as your Lord and savior, the one who comes to bring peace between you and God. That is my prayer for you. That is the simple message of Christmas. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Among those with whom he is well pleased. Jesus rose from the dead. He sent the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit give understanding to your heart. May this truth dominate your mind and heart. Listen, dear Christian friend, may you know peace tonight when you go home. May you you know peace tomorrow night when you celebrate Noche Buena or whatever your tradition is. May you know peace on Christmas Day. May you know the peace of God that passes understanding. May you know the peace of God that includes healing for your body and the hope one day of glory, a glorified body. May you know peace from worry and depression and anxiety and fear. Oh, may the peace of God which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. I'd like to invite Zeke and his team to join me right now. And while they are joining me, I just want to say this to you. This is a joyous time. This is a joyous time. They're going to lead us in a very joyous song. And this song relates to our text this evening. But it's a joyous time with, for those who repent and believe. It's a truly joyous time for those whom God would give open eyes, understanding hearts. When they're done singing, I'm going to talk briefly about that song, Silent Night. We're going to sing it one more time. And while we're singing it, we're going to have a candle lighting service. Ushers, you can go ahead and come on down.
I'm going to light my candle from the center candle. This is the Christ candle, which we lit tonight here in the center. The ushers then will receive the light from my candle, and then they're going to light the candles of everyone on the end. If you don't have a candle, raise your hand, and maybe we can get some candles to folks. And then, and then you're, going to, you're going to light the next person's candle. Be careful you don't drip it on yourself or burn somebody with it. And we're going to turn the lights off. And here's the, here's the deal. The joy is in the light that comes in the darkness. So as we sing, hark the herald angels sing, as they sing it, uh, enjoy it. It's very joyous. And then I'll lead us in a prayer, and then we'll sing Silent Night, and we'll light our candles. So, guys, would you go ahead? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Hark, the herald angels sing. sing. Hark, the herald. Hark, the herald. Hark, the herald angels sing. is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hark, the herald, hark, the herald, hark, the herald angels sing. Newborn King. Ah. Jesus was born in a manger land. Jesus was born in a manger land. Son of God is here today. Oh, with angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Hark the herald, hark the herald, hark the herald, angels sing. Oh, 
pray you know that joy and it would never go away. You hear me? It's not just a season. It's not just a mood. This is your whole eternity. Let me pray for that. When I'm done praying, I'd love all the lights to go out and we're going to do the, uh, the candle lighting. Father, I pray that those same angels that announced it that evening over 2,000 years ago are watching. They're watching. They're watching us can't imagine being one of those angels, understanding that Jesus is the promised child to bring peace. And Lord, I pray that tonight you would bring that peace to wayward souls, to those sitting in this auditorium, some I may know, some I don't know at all, who are at war with you and they would suddenly realize I'm in trouble. I'm at war with God and there's no one to deliver me. I cannot deliver myself. I'm not stronger than God. But Jesus, a child, come, the perfect one who lived the perfect life and died on that cross and took my penalty, rose from the dead, lives today. Oh, that you would give them life now. And if that's you, you, you repent and you believe now. And if you, if you came alone, come talk to either Corey or me or one of these folks you saw up up front, and we'd love to pray with you. But if you came with family or friends, listen, tonight or tomorrow or this weekend, you talk to somebody. Ask them to explain it to you and pray with them. Glory to God in the highest. There is peace between God and man. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Lord, as we sing Silent Night, may this be a time of reflection for us all. May the light of Christ burst forth from this congregation, from our lives, into this darkened world. In Jesus' name, amen.